From North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, this is the Occasional Shivers Podcast. We've got a bonus episode for you. To round out the season, we're releasing the complete hour-long version of the story. This is the show that was broadcast on public radio stations this year. It's coming up after this. Hey, it's Peter Holzapple from the DBs, and this is our song, Ask for Jill. Jill run, Jill that song and discover lots of other great stuff at wuncmusic.org. Manhattan at Christmas time is romantic, sentimental, and full of music. Occasional Shivers is an hour of radio theater set in the 1960s jazz scene that captures all of that. I'm Branford Marcellus. From North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, this is Occasional Shivers. Occasional glances across a room As if there were no one else Occasionally, casually, peck a cheek as if to say you could still care, though that was long. Days I forget, I must admit when I'm near you, I still feel occasional shivers. Over the next hour you meet a number of characters. They're going to take you back in time for a story about young love, music, and the big city at holiday time. There's the young songwriter named Will, played by Precise Baez. He falls for the budding songstress, Jennifer, played by singer Millie McGuire. But the show opens with a guy named Bags. Snow was falling ever faster as I walked down 59th Street at the edge of Central Park. It was mid-afternoon on New Year's Eve, 1962. I was just getting off from my regular gig, conducting and blowing sax with the Satin and Sparkle Orchestra on WNYD's You Pick the Hits. Careers are made by this show, although the winners are often not to my taste. I like Miles, Coltrane, Chet Baker, Sylvia Valentine, the good stuff, the goosebump stuff. But hey, it's a living. And it's more than that. I know I'm a lucky guy. I'm playing music in Manhattan from the ballroom of the Plaza Hotel at the top of the world. Today had been our annual holiday show, a contest for the best new wintertime songs. It ran long, so I was in a rush by the time I finally got out of there. 
As I turned the corner at 5th, where the Salvation Army Santas hang out, I saw a strangely familiar figure, just standing there, looking all around, with his arms held up to the sky like he wanted to hug the city. And wrestle it to the ground. I love the sound of the traffic, the rat-tat-tat of the train, a rhapsody that's pneumatic, so new and strange. I love the cobblestone clatter, the horse-drawn carriages sway, the way the pigeons all scatter out of my way. Cassidy? As I live and breathe. Bags, is it really you? Man, I haven't seen you since the jazz band days down in Raleigh. What are you doing here? I'm here to stay. I just got off a of Greyhound. Whoa, what brings you to town? You got a job? Nope. Place to stay? Not yet. Yikes. What are you up to, Bags? Well, I've got a radio gig. You pick the hits. Every Sunday afternoon. That's amazing. And I've gotten to know a great group of folks that way. Ace players. You still writing songs? Yeah, but nobody in Raleigh wants to hear my stuff. They all want to do the mashed potato or the holly gully. I don't get it. Is there anyone left these days who still loves Cole Porter? Who even knows who Harold Arlen is? Well, I'm on my way right now to a party where there'll be some cats that might surprise you in that regard. Do you want to come? Absolutely. Follow me. The wind came up out of nowhere, freezing us to the bone during our short walk across Fifth Avenue to the Sharon Evelyn. We nodded to the doorman and brushed off the snow. The elevator took us to the top. The party was already in full swing. And our hostess, the legendary Bertie McDavish herself, was sitting in with the band. What is this music that I hear Whenever you are near The thrill of it is exquisite and strange The glare and clatter of the crowd Which once it seemed so loud Has vanished and your melody remains I thought Of the day, 
But Neville, Serge, Rachmaninoff Seems sentimental fluff And Gershwin is 5,000 miles away What is this music that I hear? What is this music that I hear? Each time I find you Will stashed his suitcase behind the stuffed Santa by the door as Birdie finished up, and I introduced him around. We started with Paul Carter, the iconic songwriter who'd pretty much written the soundtrack for New York in the 40s and 50s. Paul squinted when I introduced Will as a songwriter green to the city. Songwriter, eh? So who's your hero? Besides you, Mr. Carter? Well done, kid. Bags, he'll do. Been in the city long? Got in two hours ago. So where are you laying your head and getting your bread? Uh, no clue, sir. Hmm, you know, I might have an idea. Let's talk later. Hey, Bertie, that was lovely. Hi, Paul. Well, you're the one who wrote it. Hi, Bags. Who is this? Oh, uh, just another sacrificial lamb who's wandered into the jaws of the city. This one's name is Will Cassidy. Welcome to the party, my dear. Let me introduce you to some folks. I'm sure you've heard Derek Lodge on the air. He works with bags. Alas, I can't stand that show, so cheesy. But it's not their fault. Derek, get over here. I want you to meet Will Cassidy. He's just rolled into town. Nice to meet you, young fellow. Merry Christmas. Hey, nice to meet you Excuse as well. me, I have to hightail it back to the station. The weather's not going to report itself, and with all this snow, Waving at me from across the room was Jennifer DeLancey, a young singer and would-be actress who'd subbed on the show a few times. Bags, good to see you. Jennifer, meet my friend Will. Hi, ma'am. Pleased. He called me ma'am, Bags. <laughs> he's from my hometown. He just got in today, so he's still sporting a veneer of civility. Don't worry, Will, this town will sand that right off you. He's a songwriter, Jennifer. Is that so? Have you got a song for me, Will? Um, gosh, ma'am, I, I don't know. I might have something. I could use a good tune or two. I have an audition in the works. With that guy over there, in the tux. It was Jeffrey Cabot, who managed a lot of players and also owned the loft we all lived in. He'd been cornered by J.P. Carlisle, the legendary bassist who'd come up the ladder with Miles and Monk and Bird, balancing a chip on his shoulder the whole way. Hey, Jeffrey, you gotta get straight with me. I played the gig, I need the cash. Now, now, calm down, JP. I can't get you on the horn, I can't find you in the club. I need that money. Man, they hated you. I can't help it if those ladies are living in 1910 and can't get into what Bud Powell and I are doing. Pay me what you owe me. Not here. Yeah, here, right here, right now. Gentlemen, please. It's Christmas and there are impressionable youth amongst us. What say we repair to the dessert table? I hear the moose calling. You stay out of this, Paul, and listen. About the loft, you need to get that plaid-suited shyster of yours to back off. Hey, Jeffrey, this is Bertie's place, and this is a party. Take it somewhere else. It's not a discussion I intend to have anywhere. Who is she, Bags? Jennifer, I mean. She sings, she acts, she dreams. 
Back on planet Earth, she's a girl who works in a shop and lives in a walk-up in Queens. It's a classic story. She and Bertie are tight, though. Do you think she meant it? About me writing a song for her? I lived on the ground floor of the Cabot Building on Broom Street. It had been used for some kind of textile goods for decades, but when they finally jumped ship for the boroughs, Jeffrey, the music manager who had inherited the building from his dad, was happy to rent it as is to us. My fellow musicians and painters and other creative types who could overlook the erratic plumbing and flickering electricity. Paul Carter lived on the second floor, and now, surprise, newcomer Will had a mattress in the corner of Paul's loft. Paul had impulsively hired Will that night at the party as his assistant and apprentice. Will's duties included a trip each morning to the chocolate shop across the street, the shop where Jennifer worked. Hi, Will. Morning, Jennifer. Paul want the usual? Some extra bonbons today. He says he's got a lot of music to write. I think it would work out cheaper if Paula just buy this shop, lock, stock, and barrel. How are you getting along living there? Uh, it's great. JP upstairs, bags, the others. I'm learning a lot. Paul's a bit nutty, isn't he? Nutty, but he knows so much about music. And he knows everybody. Yesterday, Leonard Bernstein popped in. Something to do about a French orchestral piece. Here you go. That's five eighty-five. I'll put it on account. Hey, Will, how's my song coming? Um... Were you serious about that? Of course. You'll write one for me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotta run. Bye. Here you go, Paul. Just in time. I was throwing in the towel, and now the cavalry arrives. Hey, Paul, do you mind me asking? I don't get it. I mean, what's up with the chocolate anyway? Let me explain. Once I found remedies in chemical improprieties Jet fuel injections prohibited bliss But I can resist the past as long as I break my fast With delicacies gourmand and the bittersweet kiss Of a good Cigar and a chocolate bar A scotch with a ganache tart A pot de creme Coffee to the brim Has become my sole desire There's no amelioration for this intoxication Some say love is all we're really after But it's chocolate That fills my heart with laughter The song Intoxichoclification brings this part of our story to a close. It's sung by Django Haskins. He and the other singers this hour are backed by an orchestra that includes Bill Frizzell and Scott Sawyer guitar, Will Campbell and Matt Douglas on saxophone, and Jim Crew, Wes Show, Julian Lambert, and Chris Stamey, piano.
I'm Branford Marcellus. This is Occasional Shivers. Phew, that was fun. That's Jennifer. She's the young singer that's falling for this guy, Will. I had no idea the park was so humongous. That was crazy. The birds around that old woman feeding them, it was like Hitchcock. And this is nice too, you know, just sitting, watching the parade, wondering what the stories are in their lives. Now, are you turning these folks into lines for some song in your head? Maybe. I don't get it. How do you and Paul write these songs in the first place? It seems like magic to me. Well, sometimes it just comes out, and it's like taking dictation. I hear it and just try to write it down as quickly as I can. Here's a secret, though. Sometimes you just need a really great opening line, and it will all fall into place. Like, fascinating rhythm, I get no kick from champagne. Sometimes words almost just sing themselves, oh, you know? Oh, Will, you know just the way look. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's a perfect day. Have you ever seen anything more beautiful? And ooh, that man over there with the monkey on a leash talking to the boy with the tiny turban and jewels. And just look at the Afghan hounds chasing the frisbee at the edge of the woods. That red balloon sailing up to heaven. Listen, that's the music from the carousel. That would be fun to do now, if you have time. When do you have to be back at... Will! There's not a cloud in the sky Gone are the tears in my eyes The wind is whispering Why can't we fly? If it were stormy today I know I'd feel the same way Let lightning come as it may, I'll be safe in your arms. What? What? Wait, there's more. No matter the weather, whenever we are together, the sun shines. I'm You said there's not a cloud in the sky, remember? It was you. That's all it took. You were the fuse. I I mean the muse, right? Wow, that's... Here, come on, you try it. I've got an idea for a third verse line right here. No, no, I couldn't. Here we go. One, two, three, four. If it were night, we'd see stars. Blue diamonds flung from afar. So wide that 
Hi, Birdie. Is this too late? I had to clean up at the shop and the trains were a mess. No, no, my dear. Paul's here and we're drinking champers and gossiping to beat the band. Speaking of which, Paul says you went out on a date with Will. Well, yes, kind of a date. I mean, I was just showing... It was lunchtime, no big deal. He wrote a song about me on the spot. Watch out, my dear. There be dragons. Before you know it, he'll be calling you his muse. That's like living in a cage at the zoo with people throwing peanuts. Trust me, I know. Paul, do you hear me? Get over it, Bertie. Let it go. So, do you like him? Did you have fun? You sound worried. What's the matter? Is there a problem? Well, it's just that I fall in love so easily I see a smile that pleases me Before you know I can't get free Oh, I fall in love so easily I tell myself I'll run away and live to love another day, but that's before you looked my way, oh I fall in love so building wasn't zoned for living, but Paul and JP and their fellow travelers had been there for years now and had watched as Soho morphed into a new bohemia. Suddenly, the dilapidated cast iron structures were highly sought after. The rents we were paying were next to nothing compared to what the Wall Streeters were willing to fork over. Nevertheless, when Jeffrey's eminent eviction notices arrived, we were not prepared. JP called a tenants meeting that night 
and temperatures ran hot under the flickering bare light bulbs. We are forgotten men beneath the underdog. In the shadows of the land beneath the underdog. So hard to pay the rent beneath the underdog. Cheated out of every cent beneath the underdog. Beneath the underdog. When are we gonna wake up? 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 They call us bohemians beneath the underdog But we are working men beneath the underdog They say eviction is at hand beneath the underdog But we won't break and we won't bend We won't break and we won't bend We won't break and we won't bend beneath the underdog Beneath the underdog Beneath the underdog Beneath the underdog New York lurched into spring. In early April, the parks became oases of color against the unchanging grays and browns of the skyscrapers, and Will became more and more besotted. From the small portal above his bed, he could see Jennifer working away in the chocolate shop. When not copying parts or running errands for Paul, he'd struggle with ideas for a song for her sometimes running them by me. But he was shy about approaching the great Paul for help. One afternoon, however, when no deadline was pending and Paul had finished perusing the post for song ideas, Will gathered his courage. Hey, Paul. Hmm? Do you really use headlines to inspire you? Oh, absolutely. Look here, uh, page eight. Woman keeps shark in bathtub. Now somewhere in there, there's a hit tune splashing to get out. It doesn't work that way for me. Oh, you wait for the vapors of love to fog and infuse your cortex? I was once that way myself. Check this out. I wrote this for Birdie back in the olden days. My inspiration is not from the news. I don't find enchantment in Mozart or blues But when I see you, the chords ring out true My inspiration comes only from you Picasso had Dora before that Marie F. Scott and Zelda but unhappily Chopin's Delfina Manet victory But I have you only to fill up my dreams Maybe it's merely a trick of the 
Bertie must have loved that song. I never published it. I never even sang it to her. One rainy evening from my first floor window, I saw Will and Jennifer leave the shop together under one umbrella. And I thought to myself, about time. Shortly after, Bertie walked through the front door and up the stairs. The elevator was busted again. She knocked loudly on Paul's door, which was never locked. Bertie, what's wrong? Bags. Paul's not waking up. Look, that syringe under the piano. And the bottle of Remy's empty. Oh, God. Bertie. I thought all of that was behind him. And all that blather about chocolate. Is that you, Bernstein? I'm going to sue you at it all the way to the Moulin Rouge. Was hey, Bertie. He's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. We should let him sleep. Here, help me get him on the couch. There. I think one of us should stay here with him for a little while. Make sure he's cool. I'll do it. You go on. We'll be fine. Spring oozed into summer in the city. With the windows now open full time in the swelter, I could hear melodies drift down from Paul's floor. And some of these were clearly coming from Will's hands now. So he struggled with new material of his own trying for a showstopper for Jennifer's audition. Sometimes we jam. Me and my sax on the first floor, his piano up above. It was a cooler rainy night in mid-June when we all gathered at the Village Vagabond for a rare set by Sylvia Valentine, the frail but brilliant interpreter of so many classic jazz ballads who had been crashing recently on the top floor at J.P.'s. The opening act was Alvin Freely, a different story altogether. Alvin surrendered the stage, finally, to a general sigh of relief, although I kind of dug it, and Sylvia ascended to the mic. After some of her classics, she introduced... A new tune by a new cat in town, Will Cassidy. He calls this one, Lover, Can You Hear Me? <gasps> Will Cassidy, how could you? That's my song. He told me it was for me, inspired by me. Listen, Jennifer, Sylvia heard it through the window. She came down and knocked on the door. She's Sylvia Valentine. I couldn't say no to I her. I can't believe you. I don't know if I've ever felt this way before. I don't know if I'll feel this way again But I know that the moment you walked in the door It began I can't say if the sun revolves around the moon I don't know if there's oxygen on my roots But I know that the night has never been so filled with 
Silhouettes, all that's left of our desire. Cigarettes in the ashtray hold the memory of their Jennifer bolted as the song ended. Tears in her eyes. Will rose to run after her, but Sylvia pulled him up on stage for a round of applause. The way I heard it, at the back of the club, Jennifer ran headfirst into Jeffrey, his rum and coke splattering all over his suit. Apologies led to conversation. And the next thing you know, Jeffrey's managing her and telling her he's going to take her right to the top. Under Jeffrey's tutelage, Jennifer was finding her days filled with showcases and recording sessions. Meanwhile, although still assisting Paul, Will was getting calls for his own songs and arrangements. The young couple finally made plans to meet for lunch at the Palm Court. Will, do you know what time it is? The maitre d' was about to make me give up the table. Sorry, honey. Paul, you know? Hey, I have a life too. I canceled a photo shoot to be here. When we're out of film, maybe she'll touch him. Waiting for the final scene I turn my head and then You've gone with the wind Oh so unpredictably Unpredictable Unpredictable I never know Exactly where you are Unpredictable Unpredictable As a shooting star That anyone who knows you like I do Is indisputably so in love with you There's a new movie on at the plaza. Uh, I can't do that, I'm sorry. What about Tuesday? Thelonious Monk is in town. Well, I'm gonna pick up my bike from the shop. Sunday brunch then at Maria's. What about next week? Let's go for a bike ride this Saturday. Well, you know, I'm working on the Connie Francis strings and they're due soon, so, so much work to do. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. The two of us ever got this far. How unpredictable, but that's the way we You are. Hey, Jeffrey. The radio audition starts in 15. I've got a cab waiting. Good grief, girl. Hey, Bags. Hey, JP. What's up? It's going down. Down. Way down. No up about it. What happened? The cops were here. No stay of eviction. No recourse. We have 48 hours to vacate, and then they padlock. What? I'm headed to Brooklyn with Sylvia. There's no place in Manhattan that I can afford. 
I've been here for years. Where am I gonna go? Like your shark song says, gotta keep moving. Hey, JP, come on, we gotta pack. Uh, hold your horses, woman. I'm coming. Guys, we tried, you know. I gotta go find some boxes. Hey, Will, Jennifer called for you on the payphone a bunch of times. Oh, and this came for you, Paul. What's this? From Paris, special delivery. Will, great jumping Jehoshaphat. It's the Paris gig. Bernstein's turned it down. He's too busy. It's come back to me. To us. You're kidding. Two first-class tickets in here. Air France. You and me, tomorrow morning. Me? You have to go. It's going to be tight making this deadline at all now. You really need me to go? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I need you, Will, to keep me out of trouble. Will? You're drenched. Come on in. Guess what? We're going to Paris. You need to slow down. Paul and I, everybody, we got evicted from the loft. The police kicking us out, but Paul's got a gig offer in Paris, and he has to go right now. First flight in the morning. Come on, you gotta get a move on. And I'm supposed to drop everything and tag along with you, the little woman? Shall I darn your socks during the plane ride, maybe? No, I mean, but don't you want to come? I have some news, too, if you can take time out of your busy schedule to hear it. Of course. What? Jeffrey has offered to make me a co-host on You Pick the Hits with Derek Lodge, and I'll sing some, too. A real salary. I can quit the shop. I start this weekend. But I have to go. Paul needs me. Of course. The great Paul. He needs you. What about me? I didn't know. I thought you'd come. It's Paris. This is a big deal. I thought we were a big deal. Together. I see I was wrong. Wrong again. About everything. I'm in love with you. That hasn't changed. It's not me you love. You conjured me up. Your muse. A pretty picture. I am not your canvas. I'm standing right here in front of you. Can you see me at all? I have to go. And I have to stay. It's Derek Lodge on your radio. Up next, the season finale holiday edition of your favorite show, You Pick the Hits. Don't touch that dial.
From North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, I'm Branford Marcellus. You're listening to Occasional Let's get back to our story. All right, everyone. Quiet in the studio. We're on the air in four, three, two. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You pick the hits. Welcome to this special Tinsel and Champagne edition of You Pick the Hits here in the last week of 1964. Coming to you from under the mistletoe in the ballroom of the one and only Plaza Hotel. We've tabulated all your postcards about the top ten tunes of last week, and we have three winners. Three songs that have captured the essence of this chilly holiday season for you, our far-flung listening and postcard-writing audience. I'm Derek Lodge. And I'm Jennifer Delancey. And beside me is the musical director of the Satin and Sparkle Orchestra, Mr. Sax himself, Bags Benmont. Hey, everybody. Hey, Ma. Merry Christmas. Save me a piece of pie. (laughs) I'm so excited about today's show for two reasons. First, I'm celebrating a whole year of being a part of the coolest show on the air. And second, because we have a special treat. My dear friend, Bertie McDavenish, is here with us today. Hi, Bertie. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I love, love, love the show. Never miss it. I can't wait to find out who the songwriters are, too. It's so exciting. And the envelope? Look out, folks. Our third place winner is a rocker. It's hot, hot, hot. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Hey, Beatles, check your rearview mirror. It's a quartet called the Dirty Bees, and they're in the studio with us today to sing their original Smasheroo Christmas Time. And take it from me, they do sting. Everything ready? The winner's cued. Jennifer, Derek, sheet music for the final number already. On cue. Roll theme song. Four, three, two, one, you pick the hits. We're back. It's the holiday special edition of You Pick the Hits. And now for our second place winner, the envelope, please. The winning songwriter is my good friend, Paul Carter. Who knew? Paul, are you here? I'm right here, Jennifer. What an honor. What a disgrace. I'm nonplussed. Color me speechless. What a treat, folks. A new Paul Carter song. This next tune is a classic. Destined for great things, chart-wise, I feel sure. And I think Paul has a touch of rock and roll in there as well. Change him with the change in times, huh, Paul? Well, if you can't beat him, beat along with him. Here we have it. Our runner-up for the holidays and Paul and his darling niece, Abigail Pruitt. Hi, everybody. Are going to sing it for you. Here we go, guys. Kick it off, JP. What about a baby doll? I saw they're on sale. No, I just want a puppy for Christmas. But they bark all night and ooh, 
that smell? Daddy, I still want a puppy for Christmas. What about a kitty cat? That suits you well. But Daddy, if I'm not getting a puppy for Christmas, then why does a fox have a waggity tail? Yeah, I think we'll be hearing that one again in years to come. Okay, now for the moment we've been waiting for. As you know, each song has been submitted anonymously and the writers have been sequestered back in our green room. Yes, even we have no idea until we open the envelope. By popular demand, the postcards have it. The winner of this winter's song contest is... Oh, it's a sad one. Get your hankies out, folks. Number one on You Pick the Hits holiday extravaganza special is... Occasional Shivers. The name on the back of the card. Surprise! It's Will Cassidy. We know that name around here anyway. Fresh off the plane from Paris, France, just for this. Hi, everyone. Great to be back in New York. Welcome back, Will. What a... what a surprise. So, Will, we've been reading in Billboard all year about your European successes with Bridget Bardot, Francois Hardy. Great stuff. Great stuff. What can you tell me about this number? Quickly now, we're about out of time. Well, there's not much to tell. A dear friend of mine asked me once to write her a song, and I finally did. Uh, This is for her. All right. That's very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Okay, okay. Will, the mic's all yours. Take it away, boys. Here we go. Occasional glances across a room as if there were no one else there. Occasionally, casually. If to say you could still care Funny how the chance remark Bears a sting and yet see Jennifer, reflected in the piano lid. She seemed to be hanging on every line of the song. Right before my solo, though, I saw her lean in and whisper to Derek. She walked out, off the set, leaving him alone to finish out the show. 
anyone who had to laugh should hear what we become. We've come undone, though I hear you. Once again, that's Bags Benmont and his Satin and Sparkle Orchestra playing our winningest song of this winter, Occasional Shivers. Thanks, Will, for the tune. That's our show. Have a great holiday. Stay warm. And tune in next week for our first show of 1965 when our guest will be... Gina Lola Brigida. And remember, it's all about you. You pick the All right, everybody, that's a wrap. Good work. We'll see you at the party. <laughs> Let's clear out now so we can get ready for Jackie Gleason's Magic Moonlight Sleigh Ride. All right. Well? Hi. L- long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the song. That's the one, right? The one you finally wrote for me? Yeah, that's it. It was sad. Yeah. Um, are you going to the party? I'm not sure. How about you? Maybe. I'm supposed to fly back. Can you hang out here for a sec? Sure. I haven't seen you since that night in Queens. It's been over a year. Do you remember that night? Yeah, I remember. Of course. I was trying to call you on the payphone all that afternoon, you know, during the storm. I must have left five messages with Sylvia... I guess you were busy. Getting evicted and packing for Paris. Did I ever tell you the reason I called? That night in September when the wind shook the walls. As the lightning struck, I said, I don't want to die. And I knew right then you were the reason why I am yours. From the moment I rise, I am yours. Under threatening skies, I am yours. Now I In silence, there's no way to get through Something's come between us And I've lost touch with you But I would give anything to be back again There in the darkness where it all began I 
spoke of future plans and the choices we made what seemed important then means nothing to me now i can't breathe i'm lost and i I wanted to catch up with Will before he had to get his flight. But by the time I put my sacks in the dressing room locker and changed into my white turtleneck, he was nowhere to be found. I went over to the big ballroom window overlooking the park, and there I spotted him with Jennifer, walking slowly hand in hand, the snow falling so fast their footsteps left no trace. They looked like they were walking on air under the icicles. The wind kicked up a blast of snow. When it cleared, Will and Jennifer were gone. I left then too, down the back stairs and out the revolving doors, on my way to the party at 21. It was hard to see three feet in front of me as I passed the fountain and hung a ride down Fifth Avenue. For a moment though, I thought I'd heard singing, a tune that sounded so familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. I stopped. Did a 360 and nothing. So I walked on. I love the sound of the traffic, the rat tat out of the train, a rhapsody that's pneumatic, so new and strange. I love the cobblestone clatter, the horse drawn carriages sway. The way the pigeons all scatter. And that's our show. I'm your Pick of the Hits co-host, Eric Lodge. In real life, I'm Eric Hodge from WUNC Radio. Over here, we've got... Millie McGuire, and I play Jennifer Delancey. I'm Mike Wiley, and I was Bags Benmont. Hey, Precise Bias here. I played Will. I'm Django Haskins, and I play Paul. Marshall Crenshaw here, and I was J.P. Carlisle. I'm Shurston Lambert, and I played Bertie McDavenish. Skylar Gudaz, playing the role of Sylvia Valentine. I'm Bella Lambert, and I was Abigail Pruitt. Don Dixon, at your service, as Jeffrey Cabot III. Occasional Shivers was written, recorded, and produced in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, for WUNC by Chris Stamey, who wrote all the songs as well. The title song was sung by the great Nina Freelon. The show was mastered by Kitchen Mastering. 
This program was a production of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. I'm Branford Marcellus. When the Mets are